Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 102. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today to talk to you about video games. Honestly, the, honestly though, there's there's not a lot new going on. Um, I, I pretty much spent the, the, the majority of this week uh, still doing first kiss story stuff. Um, I, I, I was a little stuck. I had trouble getting a couple of the endings and then, uh, my friend Tim, uh, found a guide online for me that was in Japanese and sent it to me. I was like, yeah, I probably should, <laughs> probably should do this. Like part of me wants to still go through it blind because then I feel like I'm playing the game more. <laughs> um, um, but at the same time, it's like, I, uh, I tried playing through one arc with using the guide and it just gave me a lot more time to sit there and like try to digest the text. Um, so, uh, I took like a, a year or so of Japanese in like 2015 and, um, and I really like taking it because I, I mean, it was, it was part of the reason why I was able to like, I, I had the confidence to like tackle team innocent originally. It was like, I, I can understand some very, very basic things. Uh, and like I, th- I said in the video, like a, a basic understanding of things like katakana is uh, very helpful for team innocent. And so, so I was surprised when I was sitting down and just, like really just, just trying to digest uh, each and every line in a first kiss story uh, story arc. Uh, how much I was able to still still pull out of it. Um, I I spent the majority of the game skipping not skipping text, but like like if my character talked because there's no voice acting, I just would skip right past it and not think about it because I'm like oh I I can't read this and I'm I was focusing more on like tone of voice and that's something that and I think the reason why I did that was um if you go read my like uh 2018 thoughts article um I ha- I kind of noted in there that I was like I think I think a part of of what makes team innocent enjoyable is like being able to pull an understanding from from a conversation without actually sitting there and understanding a lot of the words and and I think that's still true um but I I do wonder like um like like I I don't know what I'm trying to say like I guess I guess <laughs> I guess really what I'm saying is that like if you sit there and actually pay attention to the text and you try to pull more out of it, you can you can kind of get more out of it than than just trying to understand like the actual feeling and emotions of the conversation. Um, and and you know when I was playing through Team Innocent again, I didn't really sit there and try to digest any of the text. I just kind of kind of let the voice acting go. Um, so I don't feel, feel bad about like recommending that game. If you don't, if you don't know any Japanese still, I think, I think that game is still, especially because the voice acting is on both sides. Like all the characters in team innocent are voice acted. So you really get a feel for each conversation and things like that. Um, and there's like a lot of, a lot of stuff going on that you're actually like interacting with in that game that you can really easily kind of build, build an idea of what's happening in the game where first kiss story is a visual novel and <laughs> everything is static text and background. So with the exception of like a few, few like CGs that really like, you know, draw out exactly what's happening on or happening in the story. Um, a lot of it, you know, you, you, you a don't get your character's voice acting because the main character isn't voiced because that would that would break the illusion that you're dating the girls. <laughs> um, um, and then uh, and then like only having the one sided voice acting. I think that I think that's 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 difficult. I like I wouldn't I wouldn't ever recommend First Kiss Story to anybody who who wasn't 
crazy like I am, I guess. <laughs> like, like I think part of what I really like First Kiss Story, and maybe this is just me trying to like figure out in my head what's like what I like about First Kiss Story so much that I've probably spent over like 20, 25 hours into it at this point. That's what it feels like. There's no time counter, so maybe I'm completely wrong. I could go back and look at my um, actual uh, amount of footage recorded because I recorded the majority of the game, although I did lose some some of the footage. Um, um, I think a lot of it's just like the, the feeling of figuring it out, like the feeling of success when you're like, I understand what happened. Like I, I, I have a general idea of what this plot is. I feel like I absorbed chunks of this plot and, you know, obviously I didn't do the intricacies, but I, I understand what's going on in this world and kind of how it was resolved and things like that. And obviously with the first kiss story, it's a very generic, you know, uh, you know, visual novel with where you, you know, go down these different character arcs with girls. Um, um, and these girls have very straightforward stories. Like the one I did, like one where it's like, Oh, you date some girl, but the sister also likes you. And so you go basically to the drama of, you know, uh, you know, dating a, a girl who whose sister is also like in love with you, kind of thing. And then there's like one character that that kind of has like a I don't know if you call it a runaway from home moment, but basically she finds like a cat and she can't keep the cat. And then so she's like, she's like, oh, I need to take care of this cat. But my family won't let me keep it, so she just like runs off with this cat and is like trying to to like protect it from the the environment even though she's like that's like you know raining and stuff she's like i can't go home because of the cat thing it's it's all pretty pretty typical stuff um but you just kind of like like being able to figure out and figure out like what's going on i think that's 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 part of what's pretty exciting but um but yeah i was surprised how much like when i sat down and actually started like reading the japanese text and and really paying attention to words and stuff that were being said out of their mouth i was surprised how much japanese i've retained from like four years ago at this point so i'm debating maybe you know maybe spending more time learning more Japanese again because I figured like I had a friend who who I was talking to that was just like you know the reason why he doesn't do it is because um he doesn't he just can't ever imagine reaching fluency where he is and he would want to be able to be fluent by the by the um you know, if he wanted to go live in Japan or something like that, he would want to be able to be fluent. And so he's like kind of kind of waiting for a reason to be fluent where I'm like, I am playing a lot of these Japanese games now, <laughs> um, like Scum of the Brave and stuff like that. And and so it, it it's even if I don't like have a full understanding of what's happening, like First Kiss show, story shows that like the more I understand, the easier it is for me to, you know, enjoy this stuff. I think the biggest concern I have, like if I do learn more Japanese is like, I would have a harder time deciphering whether something like Team Innocent would be playable by somebody who doesn't know any Japanese. Um, like it would be harder for me to be like, oh yeah, if you if you don't know any Japanese, you could totally you know get something out of this game. And you know, here's the things in the game that help you, you know, succeed and 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 progressing even if you're not like you know uh, digesting what's what's happening exactly. Um, I would I would lose that. Um, that, that would, that's my biggest concern. But at the end of the day, I think, I think I would be able to talk more intelligently about these games. And I honestly think most people don't, don't come to me to look for suggestions on games. I think they just think I play some interesting stuff sometimes and will, 
will just kind of look at it and be like, huh, that's an interesting thing, and then never play it kind of thing. Like, I, I can't imagine a lot of people are looking to import a PCFX to play Team Innocent. That's just it's pro- probably pretty unreasonable for most people. Excuse me. So, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I have about like four story arcs left in that game. So, so hopefully I'm going to try to finish that up this weekend. We'll see how that goes. Um, um, I have to, I think my gun gauge video is pretty much done, but I need to make sure that's all cleaned up and ready to go for Tuesday. So that's, that's really the last big task I have for this weekend. And it's pretty, it's like two o'clock on a Saturday right now that I'm recording. So I still got a lot of time to, uh, to work some stuff out. There's, there's the level up expo in town this week. Um, but I just, I went two years ago and it was kind of awful. So I'm undecided if I actually want to go out there still. We'll see. I might go out on Sunday, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Uh, in terms of news, there wasn't a lot of news that I really felt comfortable like talking uh, to any extreme extent on. So uh, there's there's only one real thing that really stood out to me. And I don't I doubt I'll ever play this game. Uh, there's a... Switch title that I think is actually out. I think it came out like two days ago uh, called Panty Party, which um, is actually interesting because it's basically like, I don't know. I don't know if you'd call it like a versus game, like a like a Gundam versus style game, but everybody's a pair of panties that's flying around and you have like melee attacks and shoot at people and stuff. It's It's a very weird looking game. I'd recommend looking it up. Um, apparently there's a physical copy coming out in Japan too. Um, so, so I don't know if I'll end up touching that game. I think at this point, like in terms of my, my, like, like this, this game looks silly, but there's nothing about it that makes me like jump out and go like, Oh, this is a a versus game with an interesting mechanic. It's just kind of funny that there's like panties flying around like birds and shooting each other. It's, it's a very bizarre thing to see. Um, uh, and it's like there's like not even people in them they're just literally a pair of panties that's just flying around um but in terms of like um games that are kind of in this like i guess in the erotic space uh uh gun gun pixies is probably still the one that's on on the top of my head as the as the most likely i'm gonna end up picking up which i think only has like a 2019 release date so i'll probably pass on panty party but it's a silly game it's it looks really goofy it's only like 15 dollars if you buy it digitally so it's not that big of an investment either really I wonder. I don't know if it has online mode or not. I mean, they 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 just do like split screen gameplay. If I actually uh, use my Japanese, I might be able to find some place where in Katakana it says like online mode. But I'm too lazy to do that. There's probably an English page for the yeah, as well because I think it is out in English. So if I was unlazy, I could look up the website, but I'm not going to. But yeah, that's kind of it for news. I, I, I mostly other news. I was really small stuff, so that that went up on the weekend hits post that goes up on Sunday. So if you want to read any of that stuff, I, I I wrote a little bit about them, but it was nothing that really really jumped out at me. I honestly probably wouldn't even talk about the panty thing, but I just didn't have anything else to put on the list. Um, but one thing I did I did last week look into that I didn't have a chance to talk about on the podcast because actually it was a pretty packed news week last week was um I forget how this came up somebody had asked me about 
Foxeye recently, which if you're not familiar, Foxeye basically makes uh, these these I guess they're the Dojin games where where it's all centered around like underwater exploration and stuff. So so basically, all these games are centered around underwater exploration. There are various types of games that fall within this. There's like you know two D games. There's more like exploration focused games, more action focused games, things like that. Um, kind of the the thing that ties them in between. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. If you're, I, I if I said already, but this is the same developer who did like Blueport J, which is a big fa- favorite of mine, as well as uh, AquaCube. Those two games in particular are really good. Uh, the one real caveat with any of Foxeye's stuff, just as a heads up, is that uh, it's it is kind of centered around the like. <laughs> I don't want to say it's centered around, but the context of the whole thing is that he's making games that are like sexually arousing for people who like characters drowning underwater. It's both a boy and a girl thing. Um, it's not just girls kind of thing. Um, which I kind of find whatever. Uh, I, I know in my Blueport J article that like they never really mention anything. And the weirdest thing is that like if you just stay on like the game over screen, you can just like stay there with your character drowned. It just is kind of creepy. <laughs> but it's like no worse. Like if without that context, it's it's no worse than like a Super Mario 64. Like if anything, Mario drowns in worse ways than the characters in Blueport J and uh, Aqua Cube. It's it's very light, um, at least in terms of the uh, content that's not adults only. There, there are some adults only games, um, but I, I haven't played any of them myself yet. I've only played Aqua Cube and Blueport J and I have a copy of um, Water Leaves. Um, I haven't I haven't sat down and played that yet. I mainly have played his 3D stuff. There's a couple of other uh, 2D games he put out. Some that are more it's like the 3D ones. There's some that are more exploration focused. Some that are more like combat focused. And I think that's what's fascinating. I, I always say this, but I think that's what's fac- fascinating about Fox Eyes. They take this one concept and sure it comes out of a fetishization of something that this concept comes from but they run with this concept in a lot of different directions and so they share a lot of themes between all the games but they're all mechanically very different games at least the ones i have played so <clears throat> excuse me that's what i what i think is interesting about about Foxeye. So the the reason I'm bringing Foxeye up is that I actually um I actually looked at his development report. This is a a blog post back in like 20 or not uh, back in like January of this year. Um and he he gives some updates to some of the games and I'm going to guess most of you guys don't know what what Foxeye had coming out. So I'll I'll go ahead and uh kind of fill you in on the pending items from from Foxeye. Um uh, the big ones are uh, uh, Blueport J2, or sorry, Blueport 2, which if you don't know, there's actually a game called Blueport that is separate from Blueport J. Blueport J is a prequel to Blueport. Um, so technically Blueport 2 is the third game. Um, and as far as I can tell from his website, and I think this is, has been known for a long time, is that Blueport 2 is just kind of on hold, on, on a hold status. Um, and then... Um, uh, then they, he was also working on a 2017 um, 3D action game, which is which is actually very interesting because if you don't know, like again, I haven't played Water Leaves, so maybe maybe I'm missing some kind of thread here. But I think a lot of the 3D games he's done are are not combat focused; they're just kind of you know explore, puzzle solving, things like that. Um, I think that's the case for Water Leaves as well. 
So, so in 2017, he announced some action game starring like this ninja, and and the screenshots he shows look very similar, very similar to like Blueport, where it's just kind of like a person running around this environment, swimming, exploring environments, things like that. They're very small screenshots. Um, but what I think is kind of interesting is that in his blog post, he actually men- mentions oh, I forget the game's name. Let me pull this game name up real quick. But he mentions one of his 2D games that actually came out a couple of years ago, called uh, Oh man, can I pull it up here? Oh, I'm on the Japanese DL site page. That's not going to help me. Uh, it's not Hades Vanquish, although I think Hades Vanquish is also a... Uh, I think Hades Vanquish is actually very similar. And it might be more of like a, a all-ages thing. I think the other one's called like Underwater Girl Magra or something. I can't find the name right now. Um, but they're, they're, they're 2D games with like a um, twin-stick shooter element to it. So it's like a side-scrolling and you move the mouse and you can point your, your mouse excuse me, mouse cursor around and uh, shoot at enemies on screen. I believe that's the case. I haven't played either of them yet. Um, and so he, he, he kind of talked about that game a little bit in, in the context of this quote action 2017 game that he was, he was making. I assume it's a, he, I don't know. It could be whatever. <laughs> um, um, and so it, it was kind of interesting to, to see him building this, this, uh, this action game in 3d, but he, he never posted any of the action components, but he actually, Sounds like he's probably canceled the game uh, based off his last blog post. Basically, he said that he he stopped working on the project last year because it basically just isn't a fun game to play. Um, and and so that looks like it's been put on hold. And so, unfortunately, I, I'd say, you know, I haven't played many of the 2D stuff. So maybe the 2D things they would scratch the, the itch. But um, but I was I was very excited for Blueport J and or Blueport 2. And then this game looked very similar to Blueport 2, but with like additional elements onto it. So I was I was actually pretty excited to check it out. But uh, it is a gone rest in peace so there's still a lot of fox eye games that uh that i i haven't gotten around to playing yet um so it's, it's definitely not the end of the world i'm sure if, if even if that game came out like right now i probably would have a harder time uh getting around to it but uh um water leaves is definitely the next big one i need to check out um i, I purchased it a while ago his games aren't particularly cheap they're like 15 to 20 bucks um but you know, I I think Blueport J at least is a uh, very very worth it. They're they're I think about like three to five hour games. Uh, Aqua Cube is also really good, but it has a lot of DRM issues. So another thing he's actually doing is um is porting these games to Windows 10 because it sounds like a lot of the older games he has are uh, no longer compatible. So he's moving those over. I think Aqua Cube is Windows 10 compatible because I think that's where I played it. I'd have to double check, but um, again, AquaCube is super finicky about its DRM. It's like doesn't want you taking screenshots. It gets really upset with you if you try to do that. So, um, so I need to I need to probably re-record some AquaCube footage at some point because the footage I got I had to do some really crazy stuff to get, and it it looked really nasty and ugly. Uh, when I recorded it, because I was using these adapters and things like that. Basically, I was running. Imagine uh, uh, running a running your game. Uh, I had a laptop that I was running the game off of, going to my TV or going to my capture card, which was then going to my TV, and the capture card was splitting the signal, which was going to an adapter that changed the the input to an HDMI input, which I then went back to the PC. I think. 
Is this how it worked? I don't remember. It was some crazy setup that I had to do to make this work, and it was it was ridiculous. So the footage is actually really bad because the adapter I was using for the component HDMI was really bad. So I think I could probably record some better footage now, but I'll probably never stream Cube, or at least if we stream, it will be a one-time event because actually setting up a streaming setup for Cube would probably be a nightmare. <laughs> um, it's a good game, though. Like, like I said, if you can get around that whole the context behind, you know them them having a a sexual fetish around around the characters drowning and there's definitely like in in terms of like the character outfits are like in swimsuits and stuff so like naturally there's there's a level of i don't know i was about to say ludite to it but uh uh there's a level of i guess lewdness you could say to it although again like at least with blueport j there's not really any kind of mention or or comment it's not like a like none of the dialogue is particularly skeevy or anything like that nobody ever mentions it i guess it's just like uh, what i what I always say about blue project is it's basically like a a like summer vacation island adventure where you have to go and like save the the island and, and it's just a very charming game um so i did an article about it a long time ago i'll, I'll go ahead and link it if you're curious um, it, it definitely seems like the most popular game Fox Eye has done, but unfortunately, I think from what I've read, a lot of people seem to pirate it more than anything, um, which is, yeah, but because I mean, these, these, these don't sell a ton of copies as it is. I think it's one Blueport J. I think it's one of the more, more successful titles. I'm trying to look here. So it looks like Blueport J in America sold about 243 copies. Let me see what the Japanese downloads look like for Blueport J. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Uh, Japan's about 440, so that's all digital sales. Um, for DL site, that's pretty solid. Um, DL site, you know, if you're getting into the double, like if you're getting into the triple digits on DL site, you, you, I think you typically have done pretty well for yourself. Um, most DL site games sit around the single digits. While we're here, let's see if anyone else has purchased Super Panda Ball. Let's see. <laughs> How super panda ball. I'm ready. Is anyone else ready? Am I still the one? I am still the one super panda ball owner. You could still be super panda ball owner number two in America. <laughs> what What if you did that? What if you did that? I'm going to check the Japanese version DLC. We're just looking up Dojin game sales numbers. My new podcast. I do a weekly, weekly, uh, weekly account. Of all the Dojin games, uh, I'm having a hard time finding this one. Let me try one more time, but uh, but we'll we'll move on if that's the case. I actually have no idea how far we are in the podcast. Um, I kind of closed the Audacity stuff earlier, so hopefully everything's good and still recording. Okay, let's see what we got. I found the publisher of Super Panda Ball. The Japanese version has sold seven copies on dl site right i know actually maybe more yep seven copies so so you could be the ninth and the tenth person to own digital copies of super panaball i think the the at least uh desione let me see what their name is desione desunoya is that what it is oh my gosh i had a hard time <laughs> where is the publisher listed on here oh yeah there we go desunoya um, uh, I think they actually sell physical copies of their Dojin games at Comic Cat. So, I really hope I get to go to Comic Cat this year. I'm I'm planning on that. I'm setting aside money for it. 
Um, so I need to I need to really kick my butt into gear. I keep saying it, but I really need to kick my butt into gear and start planning for for the Comic Cat future. Although it's, to my understanding, a lot of Comic Cat is here's your Steam code now <laughs> to, to to download your game or or something. So, but I, I'm excited. I, I will I will I will definitely you know I will I want to consume the Dojin games and if I have a physical copy or if I have purchased something that is that is a physical card at the very least I'm probably much more likely to check it out uh than than on a DL site alone um I wish I had a Blueport J physical copy I'm I'm pretty sure they made uh at least the original Blueport had had physical copies also the original Blueport I asked uh, Foxy a while ago about the um about it getting localized and it sounds like uh, what they want to do or what he wants to do um, is is actually do a remake of the original Blueport and and then at that time do a localization with it. So so I'm looking forward to that happening. But, you know, again, I, I have plenty of Foxeye games to play if I want to. So, so, yes. If you don't know what DL site is, just a forewarning. Just make sure if you're under 18, go to the uh, go to the for all ages section of the website. Although Japanese all for all ages can be weird. Like I don't know if you ever played like an all ages visual novel before, but there's some pretty pretty lewd stuff in there still sometimes, and it's just like oh okay <laughs> sure for all ages. Um, uh, I think you mainly just get the actual like actual pornography parts cut out is what happens. So. Dojin games. I wish I spent more time with them. Maybe someday I'll do some more coverage. Like I said, there's a uh, gun gauge video coming out on Tuesday this week. And then I also streamed um, um, Hunex Fighter 98 a bit more. I went ahead and played through the survival mode. Uh, and then I played a little bit of Blue Breaker Burst 2 afterwards. So if you're interested in Hunex Fighter 98 and want to see me fight the same characters, the uh, same three characters 12 times, so it's four variations of each character um you could see me do that on that on that stream it's a good time uh the weekend hits i actually feel pretty good about this week's weekend hits um there's a couple in there that are just kind of like somewhat throwaway but for the most part i think i had some decent thoughts about some things and i got to kind of explore some uh some different parts of like like for example like two like if uh like pink characters and and or pink male characters in games. I got to explore like kind of like what I liked and what I don't like about pink male male characters in games, or or rather the different two different ways you can go design wise with them and which way I prefer kind of thing. So there's there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, at least I feel that it's interesting. Maybe you don't. <laughs> um, and then so yeah, like I said, Gun Gauge videos coming out Tuesday, and then we finished up Bomberman sixty four last week. Um, so this week I'm going to try to play through the, the hard trials of Zelda again, and hopefully we can beat that. And then, uh, and then after that, I guess it's Resident Evil 7 time. I keep saying, I guess, because I feel like I'm going to chicken out at the last second here, <laughs> but, but we'll see. Otherwise, that's pretty much it. OneControllerPort.com is the website. You can follow me on Twitter at O-C-U-L-I-N. Also, I'm open to talking to people on Discord. So if you wanna if you wanna chat on Discord, I haven't made a Discord group because like the more I look at it, the more I'm just like, I don't really have a need or use for this really, like right now. I don't have any functional need. So, but I am open to talking on Discord. So if you wanna add me on Discord, just send me a message somewhere, either like through email or uh, or if you have a Twitter, DM me, I guess. Direct message me or, or tweet at me. I don't know if I have like DMs open for everybody or something like that. I don't know how that stuff works. 
don't worry about it. And I'm going to try to finish up First Kiss Story this weekend. So thank you for your time, and I hope you have a great week. Bye!